I'm Sammy. And I'm Mandy. And you're listening to Ice Cream Sunday, the podcast where we talk about whatever we want under the guise of horror movies. Yes. Yeah. And even though this is going to air on um, Sunday, what really cool thing happened today? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it was like there's really nothing that exciting that <laughs> happened today. Um, we're, we're we're recording this on November 7th uh, in the early afternoon. So a few hours ago, we did get the word that we're going to have a new president. And uh, we were just talking before we hit record and then decided to save it. Uh, what music we were listening to <laughs> right after we got the news. Um, so I went with a very classic, we are the champions. Uh-huh. And then I was like, going to switch to something else. And then somebody to love came on. So then I just sang that just full throated, you know, I yeah. do the, I do what Jack Black calls the ventrilla solos on the guitar, the guitar pieces. I do the whole thing. And then in honor of Jack Black, I listened to a lot of Tenacious D, a um, couple other songs in between, threw some Bo Burnham in there. I was just kind of all over the place, but just anything that I could like dance to. Uh-huh. And the dogs were looking at me like I had lost my mind. Um, <laughs> it was good times. So and my boyfriend wasn't feeling too well. So he was upstairs laying down, but he was like texting me from upstairs. And he was like, I really like hearing you sing, especially when you do the guitar solos. <laughs> So that was that was my morning. What did yeah. you listen to? Um, for some reason, the t- the tension leaving my body and my head it sounded like um, Five Hundred Miles by the Proclaimers. Oh, that's a good one. And so I played that, and then Come On Eileen, because like I have such an affection for um, Irish sounding pop music in the eighties. Because God knows the Irish in the eighties had fuck all to be happy about. Yes, and that's so very true. I really appreciate that. Like they, they, they kept it pretty upbeat, and then um, it went to uh, the longest time by Billy Joel. Very good, and then um, Gladys Knight, uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, of course. Naturally, Ooh, I've been waiting good. days to, to blare that one, and then the Arthur theme song. I mean, of course, yes. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, such a great – wait, wait, hold on one second. Are, are we – I was thinking the PBS show. Yeah, and now the I PBS realized, No, Okay, okay. The, the, yeah. Because I was like, well, but Arthur the movie did also have like a signature song. And then I yeah. was like, my mind went to, you know, what a wonderful kind of day. Oh, absolutely. And, and I was like, I hope that's what she <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> and then it, I was like, okay. It was a wonderful day. And like – not gonna lie there is so much work to be done so much work to be done especially 53 percent of you white women and yeah i feel awful about all of that and the rest of us that have to have hard conversations with these women yeah Um, no kidding Um, but for today dance and nap yeah for today dance and nap and enjoy and um another thing that we started today um, which I I think I've watched almost the whole series. I think I'm like one season from finishing it. Um, but my my boyfriend just hasn't seen like any movies or TV shows, so I'm just always introducing him to these things, which is which is fun for me. And um, I was like, we need to start watching Veep together, mm-hmm. like today. And I've been holding on to it because we have a couple other se- like we're still finishing like Arrested Development, and we started watching Silicon Valley and stuff. Like I'm I'm getting him on some really good shows, um, but you know, I was like, we I've been keeping this one. And I've been saving it. And he doesn't like to watch too many shows at the same time, you know? But yeah. I'm like, to celebrate the day, we need to watch some Veep. So we watched a couple episodes of Veep and he really enjoyed it. And I was and I was like, this is good because it's like a lot of people you've seen in other things are in this thing. <laughs> yeah. And you'll I'm like, you're gonna dig it. So so that was like another way we celebrated the day. Um was that and then followed up with some Rick and Morty just for balance that had no reason to it. I just, it's like my comfort show. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it was, a, it has been, it's been a pretty good day. Um, making bread. I danced with the dogs. Um, I got, um, I got this little backpack for one of our little dogs to take rides around in. I don't know how he feels about it yet. He's still thinking about it. 
Okay. But he went for a ride around the house and that. So it's been just been a very eventful day. Yeah. My mom texted me in all caps. <laughs> she's very excited. Oh, yay. She's been like, she's been on like an anxiety bender all week, like all mm-hmm. of us. And she's, she, like, I had to like call her on Wednesday and I was like talking her down. <laughs> and I was like, I think everything's going to be okay, actually. I really do. I, I think everything's going to work out okay. It's going to be all right. Like, I'm feeling good. And I'm like, I heard from somebody who heard from somebody this stuff. So I'm just telling you, this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to flip. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to be like 100% because you don't want to get your hopes all the way up. But yeah, I just can't wait to get back to criticizing a president the normal amount. Yeah, I just want to hate him the normal amount that you hate presidents. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm really excited to um, criticize his policies. Yes. And um, but not be like, he's not a human being like he's a human being (laughs) and like he's a grandpa and like a, you know, a nice guy. And but he's a human who's flawed and Mm -hmm. he has policies I don't like and he's going to know about them. (laughs) He is going to know about them. But one thing I won't do, I won't be like. Uh, vividly fantasizing about his death. So oh my god! Yeah, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm really, I mean, God, and you know what? I actually ended up, I kind of accidentally watched it today. Wait. Um, I, because I was like, I don't know, I was like scrolling through, through someone's Facebook, and I, and I saw that they posted when he got the Presidential Medal of of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I always get the name wrong. And he just starts like crying and he like turns around because he like can't handle his feelings. And I was like, see, that's like what a human does. That's yeah. a human reaction to something. And it's just and I kind of like it was kind of shocking to watch it because I was like, I haven't felt that way about because like even even with presidents, I I have not been a fan of at all like W, you know, like there have still been moments where I've seen him be human Human. and show real emotion and be upset about something. And it, and I felt something Mm -hmm. in my body, you know, uh, not with Dick Cheney, but, um, but (laughs) definitely not. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Like I forgot I used to feel that way or, you know, like even though John McCain is was deeply flawed, um, having him say things like, I don't, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to denigrate somebody on the other side of the aisle just because you disagree with them. You cannot say these violent things about them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do. I do miss that stuff a lot. And I just I don't want us to get complacent. So. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'm optimistic, but um, you know, we'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, so, like in January it's going to be like, all right. <laughs> like what what are we going to do? What's up? And um, you know, if we get to see someone uh get escorted kicking and screaming from the White House, that's just going to be icing on the cake. Yes. I hope if we have to see someone get removed in January bodily, I hope the person removing them has had no CPI training. Just just grab them in all the wrong places that will cause like maximum damage. Like don't, don't worry. Don't put your hand on his head when you're putting him in the car, like that kind of stuff. It's going to be, a treat. Anyway, so um, we have been trying to record this and we're failures, but a lot's yeah. been going on in this country, so it's okay. Um, but we did want this to be like a Halloween-themed um, episode. So mm-hmm. just pretend it's a week ago yes. and you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Um, but I am still kind of celebrating Halloween. Like I've been still watching – like Halloweeny movies and yeah. feeling witchy, so uh, it's fine. Even though I did just make everybody vote on what Christmas tree we need to buy, the pink one. I really so I am okay with either one, but uh, my boyfriend wanted the the black and gold ombre one. Okay, and and I've wanted a pink tree 
forever. Like, I can't even tell you how long. And so, but I was like, I'll make it sporting. So let's put it to a vote because I respect the democratic process. And even though I'm leading in the votes, I'm not going to declare victory yet. Yeah. Because the polls have not closed. So, uh, (laughs) and, and, and he has not declared victory being three votes behind. So that's how voting works. Everyone is. Um, so that's how I thought I would tie that. (laughs) Um, uh, but so we watched, um, we're going to be watching two anthologies. Um, and the first one is trick or treat. And I actually ended up getting this on YouTube. It was like on sale. I got it for like, yeah, like six or seven bucks or something. And I was like, because it was like four, it's like always like $4 to rent. But for some reason, YouTube has had a sale on a bunch of movies that I've been watching. So it's like, well, it's just costs like basically if you wanted to watch it twice, you could buy it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy it then. And so now I have a bunch of movies on YouTube that I'm like, why did I buy this? Um, but maybe I'll watch it again. So I have to watch this again. And I think I definitely will. Um, because oh, good. <laughs> I, th- I think, and I was trying to remember, I think, very beginning of this movie I feel like I have seen Mm -hmm. so I don't understand where I saw it because the rest of it was new to me yeah oh and I should say we're watching trick we watched trick or treat trick or treat um and that what year did that come out 2007 2007 um after being delayed for over two years wow that's interesting um, so yeah, so I, I remembered the very beginning mm-hmm. and, um, where like that couple is coming home from trick or treating and we're or, like from a party or whatever. And, um, she blows out a jack lantern, which is bad luck before yes. midnight. Um, so I remember that part for some reason, like her, her getting attacked and stuff, but I don't remember the rest of the movie. So I'm like, how did I, was I like flipping through channels like one day and saw this and then just kept going to wherever else I was heading? I have no idea. But um, I did really like the way that they told the stories and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way that they tied them all together. Um, I didn't see some of the connections coming um, until we got there. So I did appreciate that. Yeah. It was um, very... um I feel like it's definitely, I would definitely call it an anthology film. Um, but the way that they presented the stories and inter like wove the stories together, I feel was very different compared to like, um, I don't know, tales from the crypt. One of the tales right. from the crypt movies or, um, tales from the hood or, you know, any other one I feel like this one really had an interesting, way to present the narrative that I really liked. And this is why I watch it every year. Yeah. Like what's that movie go? It's like very like go. Yeah. It's very, it does have a bit of go to it. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the other one that's like go and I always forget the name, but it's like, and it's the more famous movie. (laughs) It's the rules of attraction. Um, I wasn't thinking rules of attraction, but I yeah, rules of traction is kind of like that too. There's another one I can't remember. Snatch? Uh, no, not snatch. Everyone's yelling at their um. At, I know in their cars right now at me. Like it's this one that you're thinking of, and I'm like, no, it's not. Th- Does anyone know of any movie similar to Go? They asked on Reddit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm checking real quick and see if I can find it. Um, but I don't know if I can. Um. No, this is actually like a really good list, though, of a bunch of other ones that I haven't that I haven't watched, which is interesting. Um, no, not love, actually, but I can see that. <laughs> Ew. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I did a trivia game. This is a little off topic, but that's what this whole thing is. Um, maybe I am just thinking about go. I don't know. I thought there was something else. Um, but there. Uh, God, what is it called? Sliding, is it sliding windows? Sliding, sliding doors. doors. Sliding windows. <laughs> um, I just I just um did a trivia. I, I played that game trivia murder party and mm-hmm. they reminded me of uh sliding doors and I was like, oh I liked that movie. That was a nice movie. I would totally I would totally watch it again. Um anyway, if you if I think of it, I will I will yell it at all of you. I mean maybe 
maybe it is rules of attraction. I'm thinking, I don't know. Anyway, um, I always mix that up in Cruel Intentions, but rules of attractions with, with James Vanderbeek. Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, I really like the way they tied this together. It's set in Warren Valley, Ohio. And I, I had up for some reason, and maybe it was just because I was watching this right near Halloween. I was like, whoa, look at those crowds. No one's wearing a mask. And I'm like, I really hate this timeline. I, I do. I do. This is the first time like that I've watched this movie. And um, any other time I've watched this movie, like the crowds and like the th- the idea of people loving Halloween that much that they go all out like that has been like, oh. It's my dream town. But this year, I was just, I was watching everyone just crush together. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is a Petri dish waiting to happen. This yeah. is like, this is like Mark Meadows' wet dream. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we're, so I really um, loved the, the, the slutty fairy tale outfits. Like, nice. that was fun. Um, and. So it's like a part. So first you see like it's is it all sisters or no, it's two sisters and a friend, right? Two sisters yeah. and two friends, I believe. Oh, I two thought. sisters and two friends. And then so then they're just like, okay, um, Anna Paquin, you need to have your first mm-hmm. and like just get it over with and be like all of us. And and she's kind of like the, I don't know, the lay step one. Even with her outfit is a little bit laced. <laughs> it is because she's like, oh, I'm not going out in this. I feel ridiculous. And it's like a completely conservative costume. I mean, all I of feel. them, even when I say like slutty, like they look fine. Like you really. And also, if you want to dress slutty for Halloween, that's your deal and you can do that. Yeah, do um, Yeah. Except don't be slutty RBG. Somebody did that this year and that is upsetting. Oh, no. It was like really weird. It was just like, this is. This just feels disrespectful. Yeah. And gross. Um, But you could be like, you know, like a slutty hanging Chad. You know, it's uh, 20 years too late, but it's an interesting reference. Um, I think someone did that once. That's why I brought that up. Um, Wasn't that in like How I Met Your Mother or something? I don't know. I didn't watch How I Met Your Mother. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, So we we get that story. They're like talking about their conquests as they're like getting dressed at this uh, costume shop. And by the way, like who buys – well, I'm – this is like me being like who buys presents on Christmas or the day before Christmas when I know people do. But I'm still like who buys costumes like the day of Halloween? Like Like you wouldn't be able to find costumes that good on the day of Halloween. Yeah, and now maybe what happened is they're renting them. Maybe. That could be a possibility. But yeah, because- or they, like they bought them and reserved them or something. But Possibly. that seemed very unrealistic to me. But it's like if you try to buy a Halloween costume on Halloween and you're like, whatever, wherever the wind takes me, you're going to end up as a food or a condiment. Yeah, that's so true. You might as well just make your own. I mean, I'm such a fan of making my own costumes. Um, I can't think of the last time I bought a costume at a store besides like pieces that I needed. Yeah. I um, bought pieces. Yeah. I think the last time I bought a costume from the store. No, no, no. Last year I like went to like a Halloween website and ordered like a really cool vampire costume. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying to think. Well, I bought like, so I dress up as Rick one year for Rick and Morty and I bought, um, so I bought like a lab coat, but then I like got everything else from Goodwill and I bought a wig and then I went on Etsy and someone was 3D printing his portal guns. Ooh. Yeah. So I got one of those. Um, so that was pretty cool. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so they're, so they, they go that route. I mean, these are like nice costumes. These are like expensive costumes. These aren't like the $30 plastic bag ones. These are like the really good ones. Um, so I have a question because I feel like I missed something. Sure. Um, what were, did they get into a news van at some I, point? I, I think, I think, didn't they flirt with someone near a news van? I didn't see them get into it. Cause I thought like a couple of them got into a news van in one of the scenes and I was like confused and I was like, do they work for the news? <laughs> and I was like, I that. so maybe they just, yeah, maybe they did just pick people up. Cause I, they were, they were like. Okay, anyway, that's a question I have for everybody. Um, so, but we we set, so basically it starts with like us setting up the scene for all these different stories. So that's one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one is this kid 
Charlie, who's like knocking out pumpkins. Yeah. Um, and at first I thought he was the one like dragging the bag. Cause we do see there is like one kind of character who's like interwoven through all of this. That's like dragging a bag around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I Sam. Thought it, yeah. And I thought it was Charlie at first. Yeah. Um, but it, but it wasn't, he's, he's the one who's like knocking out pumpkins though. And then yeah. he, he stopped, he gets stopped by the guy who owns the house he's at where he's, where he's like knocking out pumpkins and he offers him candy. And I'm like, how, like, do you not pay attention in school? You should run away. And then it turns out he's the principal mm-hmm. <laughs> and an a-hole. <laughs> he's, he's a full blown murderer. Yes. Yeah, but he's but at first we just find out like he's just he just looks like it, this is like a Dennis the Menace situation. Yeah, at first, and you're like, oh well, this kid's a, a dick, but this guy's gonna be a dick right back. Um, and then, oh yeah, then then we cut back to the the women, and they're like, hey, be yourself, and also it's kind of also you're kind of gross that it's that you haven't done it yet. So yeah. anyway, um, and I and I naively was like, are they talking about that? It's gross that she's a virgin. That's rude. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, she'll make it through the movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, everything's not like that. Um, then we go back to the neighbor and he's got a knife and he's cutting up a pumpkin. And I wrote that he had a threatening aura. Uh, <laughs> and and he's yeah. like trying to teach Charlie like, OK, so this is here's the deal. Like these do you know why we do jack-o'-lanterns? Because this stuff is supposed to, like, protect us from, like, monsters and demons and stuff. He's kind of introducing um, him to the rules of Halloween, which the other child, the other costume child with the dragging bag, Sam, who's more or less, I feel like, a Halloween imp that kind of mm-hmm. observes to make sure people are abiding by these rules. Yeah. He's He ties these stories together. But anyways, like, this speech is, um, I feel like the one of the first introductions into these um, arbitrary rules. Right. Like you, and now, okay, here's my other question because I don't think I've, I mean, this stuff makes sense. I don't know how much of it I've actually researched. I mean, I obviously know about like the ties with like Halloween and like the spirit world, but, Mm -hmm. but like blowing out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight, I had never heard that before until I saw this movie. I feel like that was something made up for the movie. Okay, they invented a movie. Yeah. Okay, just, okay. I do like when movies invent their own rules and they feel like they make sense in the movie or, you know, not like sparkly vampires, like this no. makes sense. This this definitely makes sense. Yeah, just like, I mean, there's a couple zombie movies that come to mind that have created their own rules and their own world that I've really enjoyed. And this, this I was like, oh, this is cool. And I like that it's just kind of like, yeah, there's like, it's not common knowledge necessarily, but you can tell that some families have passed this stuff down. Yeah. Based on how people talk about it. Um, and so, yeah. So he's like, here's this this deal. We've got to do this to protect us from monsters. And then he's like, and then here's another piece of advice that every kid should know. And that's like to always check your candy mm-hmm. as he's like choking and looks like poisoned. Yeah. And then he just starts like projectile vomiting blood. Oh. And he's like, trick or treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty awful. Um, and he's like trying to like get this kid inside and away from everybody seeing. And then here's my question, because then a bunch of kids who obviously know him as the principal come up to his door and they mm-hmm. was it that they just didn't notice the blood or were did they just think like, oh, well, it's just Halloween. So the blood's part of the stairs. I think um, by now, the, with the principal, I feel like they knew probably at this point that Halloween's kind of his shtick. So they're probably uh, like, oh, decorations. Okay, got it. Yeah. So like he's, yeah. And then he uses, but he uses Halloween as like a way that he can kill. Yes. Under the yeah. guise of like respecting the rules. Yeah, now... Do you think he does the okay? Here's my other question because later in the movie we see that he's pretty bad at it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think this is his first time ever doing it, or do you think he does this every year? Hmm, let's speculate wildly. So, um, mm, I'm wondering if 
he has like each Halloween, like he's kind of led up to it. And like, maybe this is like his first like full blown thing. So I feel like we kind of have to follow his story down to, to like put it together. And that's like the only really good way to do that. So, so he, so he takes this like kind of annoying kid and poisons him, which is like, you know, I could think of a lot of other things you could do before that to like turn him around, but whatever. Um, although <laughs> there was like, okay, anyway, my mom was a guidance counselor. It just made me think of like the one kid in school. She just felt like could never be helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that was true, um, into adulthood. Um, but so this kid, he gets rid of him. He tries to do away with him, like buries him, uh, in the backyard, his like neighbor, is annoyed by the sounds that he's making and his kid sees him doing it and is like asking him about, about doing a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Um, So I feel like, Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I mean, he's just, he's like managing the chaos and stuff, but here's the reason why I think that he has done it before Mm -hmm. and that his kid knows about it. And for some reason is totally normal about it is because at the end we see that he's like decapitated this body uh-huh. And also, like, dismembered him a little bit, right? And yeah. um, to like make him fit or what, and make sure he's dead. Uh, but then, in he brings the head to like the basement, and they decorate the head like it's a jack o' lantern. Yeah, and that's and the what kid's I was like not phased. Yeah. yeah, the kid is pretty desensitized at this point. Um, and I'm pretty sure, thinking about it, that uh, Wilkins' wife was probably his first victim. Ah, I didn't think about that. Well, then also when he said that he had a date, I thought he was lying. And then he turns out, no, he does have a date later. Um, But we'll get into that date <laughs> in another moment. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of like his story where he, he's just kind of that. Um, I mean, it is kind of like a Dennis the Menace thing or like a, I'm trying to think of how to equate it. But it's like those those like domestic sitcoms where you get into shenanigans and like Mrs. Doubtfire your way out of them. And you know, you're like trying to like manage that tension and oscillate between tasks. Like that's basically what his story is like. Yeah. Um, Where he's trying to get suspicion off of him from like the kids who come to his door. He's trying to get his neighbor off of his back. He's trying to kill this kid. He's trying to keep his kid happy. That whole thing. Um, I also was worried that he was going to kill his own kid. And then it's like, oh, no, he's just like grooming him, which is horrifying. Just as bad. Yeah, just as bad. Um, But the kids who come to his door, yeah, there are some of his students. And they're asking for like donations for UNICEF, but weren't they asking? They were asking for like pumpkins for UNICEF, right? Yeah. So that should let everybody know that they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, no one's suspecting a thing. Well, I mean, and- it's late into the night on Halloween at a, in a big party town. The adults are either faded or don't give Fuck a that. shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So they're just like, yeah, hey, have a pumpkin. Um, and I was like, I could not place the UNICEF, like the 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 angel character. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, she's Reggie from Dead Like Me. And I was like, got very excited. She's also voiced uh, later years of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. After, um, uh, oh my God. (sighs) What's Melissa Joan Hart's sister's name? (sighs) I don't know. Anyway, I was like a big, I'm just a big fan of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and like basically every form. And um, her, I love the animated series. Yeah, her sister played Melissa John Hart's sister played um, her like cousin or whatever, or her niece or something like that. Do you remember that in yeah um, in the TV show? And then her sister ended up doing the voice of Sabrina on the animated series, and Melissa John Hart played the aunts. And then um, and then it moved to this other this actor who played who also played Reggie on Dead Like Me. And if you haven't watched Dead Like Me, please do what are you what are you even doing? It's a great show. It ended way too soon. But the movie tries to tie things up. Yeah. (laughs) The movie was fine. (laughs) It was okay. Um but the TV show was fantastic. Um so I was excited to see her do something else because I haven't I don't feel like I've seen her in anything 
like lately. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to watch this, especially because that it was a few years after Dead Like Me. So she's a little older. Um, but she kind of at first I she kind of read like the I don't know, like student council president type. But but there's something a little bit more sinister lurking under the surface. She like mm-hmm. I, I knew girls like this in school who were like pretended to be like the accomplished, smart, talented ones, but then they were kind of axe wounds. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, because I'm a little bit weird. You yeah. don't want to hang out with me anymore because you think I make you look bad. Like, I totally grew up feeling this way. Oh, yeah. From no. girls like this. So I'm like, damn. I work with girls like this. <laughs> Yeah. So again, um, sometimes this stuff follows into adulthood. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so we we see them come up. This is like when you see Sam come up and snatch some candy and walk off too. Like he yeah. just kind of enters the scene and leaves. Um, we go back to the women, and um I noticed that. Like, this was the moment where I was like, wait, do they all have little tattoos? And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to notice that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of figured I did. I was like, I feel like they have matching tattoos. Um, oh, this is when it was. It said, like, this. these were the notes that I wrote. Red Riding Hood needs to be yourself and play hard to get. And the other girls head for a news van. So I saw them heading there. So, yeah, maybe they were flirting with the news crew. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. Um and then, yeah, I said this principal killer thing is like a treehouse of horror deal. That's true. It is. Um, <laughs> it very much felt like treehouse of horror, like like uh, the episode where like all the teachers start to eat the kids. Yeah. Like, was about that make, was like the – yeah. about to tuck into some Uterbrotten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I feel. Like that was like the feeling of, of oh, that yeah, segment. Yeah. It just felt very different. Um, and then, yeah, it's super weird that it was like – he had this grave ready for how long, you know? And then, yeah, the kid, the kid's yelling and he's like, dad, when are we going to do ja- uh, jack-o'-lanterns? And he's like, go watch Charlie Brown and I'll be in in a minute. And the kid was like, Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, true, kid. I was like, this kid's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, then, then there's the dark, the barking dog next door and the, yeah. and the disgruntled neighbor. And to get him off his trail, he snaps a piece of the kid off to feed the dog. And I think it was like a finger or something, right? Yeah. Kind of hard to tell. The neighbor um, will become important later. Yeah. And the next door neighbor's like, hey, keep your kid out of my yard, too. And you're like, huh? Your kid, mm, kid's not in your yard. So that was definitely going to come back later. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like then the kid starts yelling again. Anyway, and then that's when he comes in and um he's like Oh yeah, I said, "Oh, he's stabbing this bully's face, but his son is used to it or is it a hallucination?" WTF. I was like, "Is this one of those like American psycho things where this isn't like really happening? Like he's seeing the kid's face, but it's such a I don't know, I was confused at that point." But it it all comes together. I feel like later you can form those conclusions. Sure does. Um, the the UNICEF kids um, keep making the rounds and then they're at a drunk lady's house and there's like definitely an orgy going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's weird. And then they, they collect these pumpkins and they don't have enough by the end of the night. So they're like, let's go to Rhonda's house because she's got a ton of pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is weird. They, so they're about to go to Rhonda's house, but then we we cut back to like the party in the middle of town, mm-hmm. and there's there's this lady, and she's like getting it on with this like masked dude, um, and then and then the guy like bites her, and she yeah. turns all bloody, and she's trying to like escape, and. And she's like trying to, and I just also mentioned that it's just like very echoey in the scene and it was bugging me because it didn't seem like the environment should be that echoey. But anyway, that was just me splitting hairs. Um, So he takes advantage of the fact that there's a lot of stuff going on, like this guy and and that um, people are like drunk and passed out and whatever. And so when he basically, it looks like he finishes her off. Then he shuts her eyes and he like sets her next to someone who's like drunk and passed out and who also has like who has fake blood to her real blood. Yes. 
So that's like a quick little scene. Um, oh, and then <laughs> this was the part when I finally realized this isn't related to UNICEF. Um, and the kids, so the kids grab all the pumpkins. They get some, they get some from Rhonda and they clearly don't respect Rhonda at all. Um, she is the punching bag. Um, they say some pretty cruel things about her. Because mm-hmm. she's just different. So that sucks. Like, she seems actually, like, relatively normal. You know, just, like, a little odd. But they definitely don't like her. Um, but they're like, listen, Rhonda, we need you for these pumpkins. Because we're going to use these pumpkins to pay respects to the dead. Mm-hmm. And they were like, do you know about the Halloween school bus massacre? And she's like, no. And then they're like, do-do-do, 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 do-do-do. Um, and... So, I mean, do you want to tell the story or shall I? Oh, I can tell the story. Yes. Okay, great. This is actually my favorite segment. Okay, great. Go um, go for it. So, um, years and years, decades ago in the town, um, there, according to the story, there was um, a school bus driver that was basically paid off by the parents of these uh, children with special needs. Um, and... they paid the bus driver off to basically take care of these kids in a way that would leave them not alive anymore. Right. And so he drove the bus into the quarry and um, the whole conceit of this um, segment is that the, the kids, the children who go to Rhonda need, I think, what is it? Eight jack-o'-lanterns to take down to the quarry to leave lit as tribute to the dead children. Right. And, um, so they're going down to do this. Do you want me to just tell the whole segment? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, and there's this elevator, which conveniently can only take X amount of kids at one time that take goes down to the quarry. So they leave Rhonda with, uh, this little pirate boy and they go down. And so you can just hear, uh, after a while, um, sounds like just chaos going on down there and mm-hmm. Rhonda's understandably freaked out and um, eventually they go down there to check check it out um, to help the others and what happens is it appears to be like some kind of zombie attack and yeah. then it becomes very clear that like these little bastards um, <laughs> decided to prank Rhonda to um, traumatize her like that is a lot of production value just yes. to like to like fuck with somebody that you don't like that much like you know all the kids in school th- did for me was when i when they made me think that i was friends with them and then when they went to take a group picture they laughed in my face when i thought i was going to get to take a picture with them oh, no. like you know what i mean like that doesn't require that much work they're yeah. just working too hard. I had what? Kids are dicks. No, I am very, very much related to Rhonda, especially. She yeah. had me at, oh, do you mean Sawin? Yeah. <laughs> Bless her. Like, she, yeah, she's so, oh, God. I mean, she's so sweet and yeah. um, she did not deserve it at all. And these kids are total dicks for doing this, like, complete dicks. Um, and, yeah, it's just I was like, God, you went to all that effort to like change costumes and like tell her this story. And you had to make sure you could get her out of the house to do this, first of all. You know, yeah. all of this work just to just to troll her. You yeah. know, and then and then like and then what? I don't know. It's it was just really weak sauce. <laughs> and they are breaking many rules. In this, because yes. they're disrespecting the dead. Yes. Um, they're hurting the innocent, which Rhonda would fall under that category. And um, Macy, um, Miss, the, the clear ringleader, uh, kicks the jack lanterns into the quarry, which yes. it's, Halloween's not over yet. Right. And, and it's just like, and you're like denigrating these like spirit protecting. Yeah. Devices anyway. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, bad stuff happens to these kids. Bad stuff happens to these kids. So, so yeah. So, it, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, classic <laughs> bait and switch stories 
where um oh and also we should say this kid schrader um who was in the group was actually like really nice to Rhonda. yeah um and he was like trying to comfort her and he was like hey you guys are actually being dicks like this is not cool um so there was like one kid who turned around and was pretty decent um but yeah then the actual kids show up one person in the group gets dragged off and and the others are like help us help us um but Rhonda needs to open the gate to let them in and she was like eh Nah. nah, and she leaves them behind and with the kicker that she has a lit pumpkin in her hand yeah and she she listens to the kids scream below and she sees sam um because he's watching everything and um she walks away from the cliff and he walks towards it to like go look at everything yeah and i was very very i i handled this very lucille bluth um ish when it happened she's going up there and they're like dying and i'm like good for her (laughs) good for her yeah yeah good for her agreed um yeah i love this journey for her to tie in another (laughs) yeah (laughs) to tie in another reference um yeah i really do love that for her honestly okay let's put it into a metaphor um so for four years we've been hearing fuck your feelings Mm -hmm. and you know, um, like just a lot of like misogynistic, racist, just insensitive language <laughs> and just like, fuck you, your liberal snowflake tears. And yeah. like right now, I feel like we're all Rhonda. We're all Rhonda. And they're like, and they're like, listen, this isn't the time that you should be tearing people apart. You should be bringing people together. And I'm just not opening the gate. And I'm going up with my pumpkin and I'm mm-hmm. going to let them just get destroyed by the global pandemic that yeah. they don't believe in. Like, listen, I had a relative and I don't want to name names, but it was one of my brothers um, flat out t- over the course of these past four years um, told me that if I wasn't his sister, he'd slit my throat um, over a political thing. So fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Yep. That's, that is how we feel about it so um yeah fuck your feelings uh (laughs) sorry that came out really (laughs) that was a strong strong sincere moment for me (laughs) but listen i mean but that's i mean that's the thing that's that's what we've like been dealing with and and you know and then to be told like we're the emotionally unstable ones when like people like threaten our lives and you know what i mean it's like yeah, I don't, I don't care. Um, actually, one of my one of my friends just sent me that. I I I l- closed my eyes for a few minutes today, and I basically woke up to everyone in the world texting me, and I was yeah. like, I'm so popular. Um, but one of my friends texted me, and he was like, "Just LMAO at anyone on the right trying to tone police the left right now. We're celebrating because we know it's a step in the right direction for rights and such. Y'all were sub- celebrating liberal tears. <laughs> yeah. I was like, exactly. Like. We're celebrating the rights of of humans, um, and you're you're just like, oh, you lost, and it's like that's a sad existence. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we're all so like, if you feel the way we feel, which I'm assuming you do, if you've made it this far into our podcast, you definitely feel the way we do. Um, and if you've listened to other pop culture diner pieces, I know you definitely feel yeah. the way. If, yeah. if you've got pettiness in your heart, let it out. um just just channel Rhonda today and it feels good um so we go back to um red riding hood Mm -hmm. and um you see oh so so she's like out in like the woods somewhere and she's like looking around and she sees that guy who like attacked that other lady in the like downtown area. Um, And, and then I said, what is it about Anna Paquin and what I thought was a vampire, but apparently it's a wolf. (laughs) Yeah. That was my thought. And so, but then, so we think, oh my God, she's screwed. She's going to get attacked. Yeah. She's done for, but JK, she attacks him. Mm-hmm. And and then we find out it's Principal Wilkins. Yes, Which and is you're such like a nice oh, reveal. <laughs> we 
geek shit. Yeah, he's like, please help me. And you're like, oh, it's you, weenie, whatever. And then his fangs are fake. And then you find out, oh, her first isn't about sex. It's about killing dudes. And then it became my favorite part of the movie. (laughs) Werewolves. Yeah. And so I was like, this is really cool. They're like werewolf ladies. Um, Yes. And they have, and they do have matching tattoos, Mm -hmm. which is fun. And uh, yeah, I wrote, they're splitting apart and they are very clearly werewolves. Super sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you know what? I'm going to say this, and it's not because, like, I fucking hate John Landis and think he's a murderer and think that he's, like, a trashy murderer. But fuck John Landis. This was a much better werewolf transformation than American Werewolf in, uh, what is it, London? Yeah. I I thought that this was a very good werewolf transformation. Very good. Um, I think the other werewolf um, transformation I really like was um, was in What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, that one yeah. was really good too. Really good. Like what I love about – and I know I talked about that on that podcast. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about that um, episode – or what, uh, what I loved about that movie was that, um, yeah, like he – they used – special effects in just the right places like everything's so lo-fi but then when they needed a special effects budget they did it in like the perfect way and and still gave it that like documentary found footage feeling where it felt really real when they were transitioning into werewolves like it wasn't overly done um they they had like the the hits like the beats of them changing were just right and they looked just perfect so um this was like more um done in a more sophisticated way Mm -hmm. um but i really yeah i liked both of both both of their transformations so sophisticated but still very practical yeah oh definitely but like you can tell that even though the movies were like what six or seven years apart like Mm -hmm. the i feel like there was more money in the in the trick or treat <laughs> to do that for sure. Um, but like just done and it was just a different way to do it. Um, so that I really enjoyed. And then, and then we see Sam like sitting and hanging out, like watching. <laughs> yeah. These guys get eaten and it's fun. Um, and I, I enjoy think it. He approved and Sam approved. Like he approved um, Rhonda's pettiness. He approves this as well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, they're just, they're werewolves. They got to yeah. do what they got to do. And yeah. and this guy deserved it. He so, definitely deserved it. So I would assume that's probably another thing that they take into account, but who knows? Um, or she just got lucky. Hard to say. Because um, they don't really get into that. But that, now we're actually going back in time. And we're going earlier. Mm-hmm. And... They these kids go trick or treating at this house, and they and they get run out by what sounds like a very scary dog. Yeah, uh, but it's actually a super cute little Jack Russell type of dog. <laughs> um, and this grumpy old man, and this is basically the Sandlot. No, um, <laughs> and uh, we he doesn't seem all that scary either. It's just like old house, old man. Yeah, he's very just cranky. He's very yeah, cranky. He's just cranky. And he's like wheezing. Um, and then you see him like once the trick-or-treaters kind of get scared off, he's like at the at his um fireplace and he's setting fire to photos, it looks like. Yeah. Oh goodness. So your doggos. It is. Uh, go ahead and take it from here so we don't have to listen to too much of this. Okay. So he's burning photographs. Um, he's refusing to uh, give candy to trick-or-treaters, which breaks one of the cardinal, cardinal rules. Um, so Sam shows up, and there is um, a bit of a scuffle with Sam, um, which is very, very, I thought, well choreographed and hilarious. But eventually, um, uh, Krieg inadvertently he just offers him candy. And Sam's like, oh, okay, well, thank you. That's all I wanted. Bye. And then you see the photographs that he had been burning 
basically reveal that he was the school bus driver who decades ago had um, taken the bribe from the parents and murdered their children. And um, so you sit on that and he goes and sits down. He's like, oh, well, that shit's over with. And then there's a knock on the door and it is uh, the zombie children have come for him. Yeah. And you get um you get to see his dismemberment dismemberment uh, via uh comic book uh pages. Yes. That's very fun. Um a couple things I really liked about this scene. Uh one was that when he was uh going through the channels, um he stopped on Ron Popeil. Um and so I was like, yes. Um uh, <laughs> and forget it. I get very excited. Yeah, Yeah, that's Ron Popeil. Um, I have this like weird, and I like hope Ron Popeil is like cool in real life um, because I have this like weird um, like affinity for Ron Popeil because because he had he had this like interview and I can't remember where it was. This I talk about this all the time, which is like a little embarrassing. I'm like I should, and, and my boyfriend's like you need to write him a letter and see if he writes you back. I'm like I should just to see, um, but he. He had this interview where someone asked him, like, because he invented all of this stuff. Like, the Ronco stuff was all stuff that he invented, and his dad was also an inventor. Yeah. So he just kind of had it in the family. And someone asked him, like, well, what invention do you wish had taken off and didn't? And he's like, you know, I actually have a favorite that I loved it, and nobody else cared about it. And it still kind of confuses me because I thought it was great. (laughs) And it was this this thing where you would put an egg on it and it would scramble the egg inside the shell for you. Oh, my gosh. So you wouldn't have to like, you know, put it into like a separate dish to scramble it. And you can still buy them on like eBay and stuff. Yeah. Um, And he's like, I used mine all the time and I loved it. But like, I don't know. It just really didn't take off. Like people just didn't really see the see the benefit of it, I guess. So I I look at that fondly um, anytime I, I think about him. I'm just like, oh, like even people who were like, he was very successful in the infomercial age. Yeah. Um, and but he even he's like, damn, I don't know why no one liked that thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. And I'm just like, I really hope you're great in real life, Ron Popeil. I know you're a fan of the podcast. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, so that's one part I really liked. And, um, oh, also I loved how like, um, he, like this guy, I mean, did have a fair deal of like psychological torture before Sam came and like tried to attack him because uh-huh. it didn't like trick or treat and give me something good to eat all over his walls and stuff. Um, and, oh, and the, and Sam does the head tilt because every, every creepy nonverbal like creature in a horror movie has to tilt its head. Yeah. Cause then, you know, it's creepy. Um, so those, those were some things I really liked. And then, um, yeah. And I liked the reveal of when he unmasks the kid and it is, it's, he's got this creepy jack-o'-lantern face and he yeah. shoots it and pumpkin guts come out. <laughs> like, I thought that was really awesome. And then he calls 911 and they're like, please hold. <laughs> and I was like, well, this town is not equipped for this evening. No, are they? not at all. So, so that's, you know, and then, and then you find out that this kid just regenerates. So that's like, you know, lending to the whole spirit idea. Yeah. So those were, so those were some things I really enjoyed. Um, and, and everything kind of wraps up, um, you know, with like Rhonda's walking home with their pumpkin, the ladies get back from their dates, the couple get back to their house. And that's when you like the beginning of the movie is starting over, mm-hmm. you know, and then the kids from the bus are at the door. So it's like, that's kind of how everything wraps up before the comic shows him getting like torn up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, and you know what? That's just reminded me of too. They're like, did you ever, Uh. I mean, I'm assuming, but maybe you haven't. Have you ever watched the Captain Underpants movie? Or I haven't. No. Okay. So in the Captain Underpants books, they like do these things where basically it's like it's a joke built into the book and then they built it into the movie, which I really appreciated. This is not spoilery. It's just it's just like a device they use. Um, but 
in the books, in every Captain Underpants book, they have these fight scenes where basically what you're supposed to do is flip back and forth between the pages really fast so that you can watch someone like get punched or whatever. (laughs) So it's like, so it's like, okay, you create the action and there's like a little, um, there's like a little outline for where your fingers are supposed to go. And you yeah. hold the page there and you flip it back and forth. And then it's like, wha-pow, 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 you know, and they do that in the movie, like to save on animation costs. They have the kids flipping back and forth between their comic pages. And like, they're like, look at that. Whoa, look at this. this is how the fight would go. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, it's just it's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie because it's so in the spirit of the book. But that totally it's like. It's an it's it's a really good way to um to share a story and it's also a good way to save some money. So I like that, you know, you can kind of accomplish both with with a device like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie. I really liked how everything tied together and I didn't see some of it coming. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's just cuz I was like tired cuz I was tired when I was <laughs> but <been> tired. I <laughs> wasn't picking up on it. And then I was like, "Oh, Oh, like I'm pleasantly surprised. So, um, so well done trick or treat. Uh, I thought you did a really good job putting those stories together. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we should, I don't know if we've ever given ratings. I don't know if we've done it in any consistent way. Um, I think we started and then like, we just didn't. Oh, didn't we do scoops? I think so. Oh, we suck. Um, (laughs) like five scoops or something. Yeah. Um, I would give this like a like a three and a half out of five scoops, probably. Like okay. I enjoyed it. Um, like you know, I'd give like five out of five to like the cabin in the woods, like sure. that, <laughs> you I mean, know, or something on that like detailed caliber. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna give it about four scoops, a solid yeah. four. Um, it is like a Halloween tradition in my house and everything, but I just gotta short it that fifth scoop because of Brian Singer being a producer. There you go. Yeah, no, I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I'm trying to save the the fours and fives, but I don't know why I'm trying to yeah. save them. Well, I'm trying to save them for, well, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, like hereditary and stuff. Um, <laughs> you just got to save it for, for the for the greats. Um, but it was very good. It was very fun. And we're actually going to be watching um, an anthology that's available on Facebook next. Oh. So oh, yeah. you're acting like you're surprised. I forgot which one we had picked. <laughs> um, we're going to be watching two sentence horror stories. Yes. Which is a series that you can um, access on Facebook. So, and I don't know if, is there other, other places you can watch it? Netflix. It just- I thought you can get it on Netflix too. Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah. I saw it on Facebook watch. Weird. Yeah. And oh, it looks like you can also watch it on the CW. Okay. So there's like there's a couple places you can catch it. Yeah. Um and, and that's a series. So are we watching how many episodes like the first season or Um I was actually thinking we were going to Well, it looks like okay, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like the See, now I'm confused. We'll watch one of the seasons. I'm not sure which one because it looks like the second season says it's not coming out until January 2021. Okay. So it's um, the first season consists of nine 30 minute episodes. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking we would watch them all and then talk about them. Okay. Um, that was my plan at least. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to watch the first season because the second one, um, it does not look like it is out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just making sure that that's correct. That was that was how I had read it um, okay. because on Facebook they were like replaying the first season, I think, in anticipation for the second, the second one. season. Yeah, yeah. If right. if I'm not mistaken, so we will watch the first season and we'll talk about it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right, everybody. Well, this was lovely. Um, I hope you're doing something nice for yourselves today. Yes. Um, you know, get yourself your favorite food, dance to, to music you like. Um, you, if you um, did awesome things to help make this happen, you deserve to do great things for yourself. And if you know somebody who did awesome things to make this happen, do something great for them too. I like just, I, one of my friends just texted me because I sent her a bouquet. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I was like so excited to give it to her. And I was like, this is perfect because I, I set it to send before we knew that we would know today, obviously. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that she got it today because it's like perfect timing because she's worked so hard on like get out the vote efforts and stuff. So um, I'm really pumped that she got it. So do something nice for someone who worked their butts off. That that would be a really good way to celebrate the day. Yes. All right. Well, take care of yourselves and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.